usually like in a group at a bar or whatever and like i'll start to make some sexual innuendos and then it just usually comes off of so do you want to fuck welcome back to other people's lives i'm joe sanagato i'm greg dybeck just want to give a quick shout out to all of our patrons over at patreon.com slash opl show who are supporting the show when you sign up for our patreon you get bonus episodes and you also get access to a behind the scenes uh of how me and greg kind of vet our guests and our thoughts leading up to uh our episodes so go check that out yes super excited for today's episode uh i'll be honest if if you have anyone close by listening you might want to throw some headphones in if you got some <laughs> kids you might want to put them to bed uh we're gonna be we're gonna be hearing some stories today uh because we are speaking to a woman who is a sex addict has been with over 400 men i think the email said uh and that included friends husbands uh boyfriends i guess nothing's been off the table um a lot to discuss here and uh we've got the guests on the line so thank you for being on thank you for having me and uh, i forgot a key detail in that and something that was really interesting is uh that you've been in a wheelchair for 12 years right yeah yeah so we've we've had a sex addict on in the past it was well, a bunch of seasons ago but you know really excited to hear this perspective because you know you're a woman uh you are in a wheelchair i think we're gonna have a ton of questions uh also based on your email it seems like you're truly willing to kind of share any story and talk about you know everything here so really excited to jump into it but let's get started with you know, how did you kind of begin to realize and understand that you were addicted to sex? Well, for a long time, I didn't realize it until people started telling me um, I would make a joke or something like that and then be like, but you really are. <laughs> and so I didn't believe that for quite a while. And then I just started to realize like that sex was the number one priority in my life. It didn't matter. Like, like you had said, if somebody was married or if it was my friend's husband or whatever, it didn't matter. Sex was the number one priority. Did this start uh, before or after you were in a wheelchair? Has this been like your whole life? Okay, so um, I used to be really fat as a teenager and I lost all the weight around 19 and that's kind of when it started. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I didn't go into a wheelchair until like 28 and I'm 38 now. Oh, 26 okay. to 28. Yeah. So you, this has been for, <laughs> I did such a weird phrase in your whole sexual career. You <laughs> think that you've, you've been sort of like addicted to sex. Yeah. So what was, what was kind of like the first instance? Because you know, you, when you talk about an addiction and you're talking about something that at at some point you can't control and at some point you know you have to do it despite the kind of impact or consequences that it may have on your life on friendships so what was kind of the first time where you were like oh wow like i i kind of can't control this i'm losing control or like you even mentioned like a friend's husband like were those things that kind of happened early on uh no because i didn't really have a lot of friend groups then so I was basically young and just newly skinny. And so I love the attention and that's what I did. Mm. So, okay. So 
obviously, you know, there would be a lot of like guys who are just like, oh man, we just think about sex all day, like blah, blah, blah. So can, can you just kind of describe like the distinct difference between, you know, being someone who just like enjoys sex very much or has a high sex drive and being like a sex addict? Because I'm assuming at this point in your life, you have a better understanding of what it means to be addicted to this and not just you know someone who has a high sex drive like it's much more than that so do you know what like the distinct difference is between those things when you no longer care about the repercussions i think and now this is something that you actively are right now that you you would consider yourself like today still a sex addict yeah because i mean i still i still look for hookups on like set life and you know through friends and whatever like i'd never met people and i'll still sleep with them so when you say like not caring about the repercussions, you know, one one thing is, well, before the call, we were talking a little bit, and I think it's interesting to bring up, you obviously had listened to the past episode we did with the male sex addict. And I think in that episode, he claimed to have slept with, you know, over a thousand people. And you said that you don't believe that he never caught an STD because he did say that on the episode. Uh, whereas you, even in the email you sent us, uh, were super open. Like you, you literally wrote in the email, I've had multiple STDs over the years, chlamydia, gonorrhea, syphilis, hepatitis B. Um, that seems like something you're super willing to share. Um, but that to me kind of fits into that category of like, at that point, you know, are you so addicted to this that it, it's not even bothering you that you are getting STDs or like that, you know, there, there could be health repercussions, you know, beyond that. Well, thankfully, those were all ones that that, that were be able to be treated with antibiotics, um, except for the happy, of course, like, but that cleared up on his own. So, like, there's a chance of it becoming chronic or acute. So, and I'm like, I'm STD-free now, but, uh, yeah, I have gotten quite a few. <laughs> so, at this point, you're just not really afraid of any of that, I assume. So, I am, but... Only as much as, like, it would cut down on the sex. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. So you're like, well, if I get an STD, then I can't have sex. So, like, that's what you're thinking. Yeah. Okay. That's that's interesting. Do you, I mean, so are you using protection? You're just like, fuck it? Most of the time, but, you know, most of the time isn't every time, so. That's gotcha. <laughs> So uh, something I'm really curious about, you know, you said you're 38 now, um, this addiction and this kind of exploration into sex and then addiction that came from that uh, started when you were about 19, but you said you ended up in a wheelchair at 28. Uh, So I I guess to just talk about that, what caused you to uh, have to end up being in a wheelchair? Okay, so... Um, I was born with a progressive uh, neuromuscular disease, so it just, it was inevitable. Oh, it's something you always knew was coming at some point in your life? Yeah. That's interesting on its own to, to have to, to kind of live with that reality. Yeah, my father had it, so. Did it have any sort of... Uh like your sexual experience before and after the wheelchair has it like or does does this disease have any effect on the sexual experience no thankfully 
because that's pretty much the only joy I get in life now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, thank God for that, I guess. <laughs> well, people would, I mean, that that's why it's so interesting is that there's just so many misconceptions around anyone who's disabled or handicapped uh, when it comes to sex. And we've even spoken to on this show um, someone who works with uh, disabled people just to help, you know, fulfill sexual fantasies, um, bring them to orgasm or just help them explore that, you know, aspect of their lives because a lot of them, you know, obviously say, uh, you know, this isn't for me or no one's going to find me attractive or I, I won't have sex. So it's interesting just knowing the average person walking around that may see someone handicapped and just think like, oh, their sex life can't be great, or maybe they're not having sex, or have they found someone who still finds them attractive, and now here you are in a wheelchair for the past 10 years, and you are just having sex all the time. Fuck it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, you know, more than the average person. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so you kind of immediately just kill, you know, that that stereotype and that misconception that a lot of people would have, and is that something that... Like, I guess, how does that work? Like, what was the difference from, you know, the the last day you weren't in a wheelchair to the day that, you know, now you're in a wheelchair for the rest of your life? Like, you obviously had this addiction at this time. So is it something, did, did you have to change anything in your life to still kind of feed this addiction, to still find people to have sex with? Or, or was it just a seamless enough transition? Oh, no, I had to be um, much more blatant, much more aggressive, I guess, with the come-ons. Um, because it's way, like you said, there, there's this big uh, misconception with people in a wheelchair. And a lot of people have asked me some really rude questions, like how I can go to the bathroom. And I'm like, like you do by myself. Like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, so like people automatically don't think I'm capable or don't think I would want to. So yeah, I've, I've had to be much more um, blatant with my commands. So like your, your typical like night out, I mean, it's COVID, but like your typical night out, like you would, you're very like forward being like, listen. Oh yeah. So how, how do you like go about approaching someone? Like how forward are we talking? Well, like, so usually, like, in a group at a bar or whatever, and, like, I'll start to make some sexual innuendos, and then it just usually comes off of, so do you want to fuck? <laughs> well, How do you guys usually respond to that? Because I feel like <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, what? Like, is this a trick? Like, what's going on? <laughs> so I have gotten quite a few no's, and that's a hard ego, you know? But um, usually it's just, uh, sure. <laughs> wow. All right. Now, do you think it's like, guy, like, do you think it's guys trying to, you know, check something off their list? Like, oh, this, this girl in a wheelchair, I'm curious. Or is there like a, a fetish aspect to it? Or do you not even give a shit because you just want to have sex? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not saying that it's not a bucket list checkoff. Because <laughs> um, I've had I've had male and females tell me that that you're on my bucket list, <laughs> and um, but I really don't care. Yeah, no, I mean it's 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 the same end result, right? Yeah. So I mean, if if that's actually going to work in my favor one time, then sure, go for it. So how far does this addiction go to the point where it's like, is there anyone that you're like, fucking no, 
or is it mostly like anyone who approaches you with the idea of like we should have sex are you like usually down or do you have you know because i think also last time when we had the conversation with the sex addict previously on a different episode he went into how he was like yeah i really don't care who it is like whoever's down like i'll just do it like is there sort of like any sort of vetting system that you have for yourself or is this kind of just like i'm just trying to get out there and, and go oh yeah no it, it's i do completely have standards and they're mostly um looks <laughs> Gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) Like a lot of people, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, like, sex is just a physical experience to me. And if you're just having sex with somebody, then you want to be attracted to them. So, totally. Can you tell us about this? Because you mentioned uh, your friend's husbands. Uh, You know, when something like that happens, obviously, I mean, especially like the way that you're talking about it, like, sort of like, you know, very nonchalantly, is it just because you just hold sex in a higher regard than your friendship with your friend? Or like, what is the reason behind you being like, I just, you know, I'm still going to go out of my way to do this. So that probably goes deeper on the like, you know, I have issues problem of like, I have little, little self-esteem because of the wheelchair, because of being fat younger. It's, it's a whole bunch of different reasons, but it's um, some validation, I guess, when I sleep with random people, that they find me that attractive to fuck off whatever they're doing to be with me. Okay. Yeah. No, and I mean, definitely. And, and like, for, in that instance, like, so it, this was like a specific, was this a close friend whose husband you ended up sleeping with while they were still married? Um. I've slept with so many numerous men, married men. Um, uh, Some of them have been my friends' husbands. Some of them I had permission for. Some of them I didn't. Um, Mm. I didn't, like I said, I'd never really been too much on the friendship thing. Uh, A lot of girls can't handle me being me. You know, they feel threatened or feel like I'm, you know, going to try to take their own men, which is weird because like if they're really my friends then i would never okay so it's kind of like um you know like friends in the sense that you associate with them but maybe not like it's not like your best friend growing up that you like would go out of your way to sleep with their husband just to just for the thrill of it right okay if i truly if i truly love a friend then i'm never gonna do anything to hurt her but even seeing like like ha- have there been instances you know because there's it, it, we're talking about an addiction so there still has to be a darker side to this like have there been instances where it's hurt you maybe that you've hurt other people like if if you've seen kind of the consequences of sleeping with you know someone's husband without their permission for example okay so i've dealt with a lot of different addictions in my life i mean it at one point, I was using a lot of meth. At one point, I was using a lot of heroin. And yes, that absolutely added to the random experiences. But even in my depths of addiction, like, there's still some boundaries you don't cross. Yeah. And and is it something that you're looking to break? Like like you said, like, if, if you've had a meth addiction, and I'm assuming that's something that you don't have anymore yeah correct <laughs> so so with uh with the sex addi- addiction is that something that you kind of go out of your way to you know try to make progress to try to break this addiction to you know try to 
gain back control in a sense where, you know, I'm assuming sex consumes your thoughts most of the time. It's something that you're seeking every time you go out. So are you looking to break that addiction at all or not at this time? No, not at all. I don't, I don't, I don't see any point to. Okay. Well, all right. (laughs) I was going to say at any point, do you feel like, but you're like, nah, fuck that. I, I just, you know, I guess, I mean, Okay, so I have been in relationships, like in monogamous relationships, and I had no problem being monogamous in those relationships. But they were very few far between and, and didn't last long. Mm. Do you think you'd ever be able to find one that works long term? Because I guess if if sex is the addiction and you are able to be monogamous, is it just that that person you're with um, would just need to be on your level in terms of, you know, volume of sex and you know everything that you kind of require absolutely how often are you having sex well before covid (laughs) um it was at least five or six times a week usually with different people there's a few regulars you know but a lot of them were random encounters that's almost every day of a week wow ton of sex and is that like, do you like, do you schedule in the sense of like, okay, Monday, check, I had sex, Tuesday, I had sex, or like, could like five guys be in one day to like make up for it at the end of a week? Well, so usually I try to schedule because you don't want the overlap, but I have done like four different guys in a matter of like 24 hours, so. That's a full day right there. <laughs> That's a full day, <laughs> 24 hours, four guys, wow. Um Wow. Okay. I am curious. um, I want to know, like, how does someone become a regular? Like, I mean, because it sounds (laughs) like, because like, if you, what you're explaining is like, you have the sex edition. I'm, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Is it, would you rather have sex with a quote unquote regular, or do you get some sort of, you know, thrill added on when it's a brand new person? Okay. So there's a little bit of the thrill with a new person, but only if they look really good. Mm-hmm. Um, with the regular, you have the, you know, continued sex with them. So usually the sex is better. Right. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, usually I would rather go for a regular because I know the sex is going to be good. Okay. I guess that that's important. And that like, I like that question, Joe, cause it's like not, you know, we also don't want to paint you as, you know, someone who just is out there being super unsafe all the time or just like it has to be a new guy every day or it has to be as many guys as possible in one day and there's zero standards and there's this like thrill of going out and meeting new people like it's like you said like if there's a regular if there's someone you're comfortable with if there's someone you're attracted to it's just that you want sex all the time yeah so how have you been getting by with you know the pandemic it's been rough (laughs) It sounds like it. I feel like yeah. so, but like so, like how, like how, like are you just losing your mind right now? Because when I think of addiction, and then you think of like withdrawal from something that you're constantly feeding yourself, is there any sort of side effects in that regard, or like are you just going out and meeting people anyway? Um, no, there, there, it's been severely less, and there are side effects. And like my general state of mind is is a lot lower, you know what I mean? Because it, it kind of works as I guess a mood stabilizer, a, a kind of dopamine addiction almost. 
um, to where you, it's sex is happy. So without that, it's a lot lower. Yeah. And and you mentioned too, it's like validation for you, I guess, in, in a sense. Um, and, and you still feel that way. Like even after having sex with, I think, is that accurate? What you said in the email, like for over 400 plus people for sure. Oh, that's the low end. Like, that's just a guesstimate. When I was like 21, that was the first and last time I ever made a list of the people I had slept with. And that was already at 50. So gotcha. <laughs> that's a very low estimate. Yeah, no. Okay. Uh, especially if it's five or six a week. Yeah, someone someone out there can do the math. But um, I don't so, want to. <laughs> <laughs> but is that still like every time you have sex now, like, is that you still get that feeling of validation. Like it's be, because you did mention like, I guess uh, with a lower self-esteem or, or still, you know, thinking about the fact like I'm in a wheelchair and, and maybe some people won't find me attractive. Like every time you have sex, it's still, it's that dopamine, but it's also still that kind of validation to yourself. Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting. And, and you know, one question I have um, is an honest question that I, I guess like, do you, you said, you go out to a bar, right? And you said that basically ever since you were in the wheelchair, you just had to be more straightforward and more aggressive with the men that you want to sleep with. So does that also translate into the bedroom? Because I would imagine, are there a lot of guys who kind of say yes, then they end up at home with you. And do you kind of have to guide them? Do they like not know like how to handle this if they've never been with someone in a wheelchair before? And do you find that you've had to just be more aggressive when it comes to kind of the sex itself and like guiding them? No, um, with the sex itself, it's, I pretty much just start sucking their dick and it goes all normal from there. (laughs) Pretty, pretty standard stuff, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I love how I just tried to like form that question perfectly and just, that's a very honest answer. There you go. Um, yeah. I mean, that's universal. That's definitely yeah. That was it's such a pretty much the go. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> so funny that you tried to like put together this very like clean way of an- asking that question. She's like, yeah, I just sucked her dick. <laughs> no, but I mean, yeah, I guess I'm overthinking it to be honest. So it's, I guess it no, really yeah, is I, that I think that's a lot sometimes. of people's questions too. But it's a, you know, it could come off as. Uh, you know, insensitive. You ask someone like, you know, logistically, how? No, yeah. You know, yeah. So I mean, I understand the reasoning for the question. I just thought it was funny. Yes. So did. I just can't stand up. I can do everything else. Right. Right. So do wow. your um, you know, do your? I, I know you keep we keep saying friends, and you keep saying like I'm not really about friendships, but like, do the people in your life, you know, whether it be family, any friends that you do have, like, do they? They know about this. It seems like, and from what I've gathered, like you're you're very forward and open about this, you know, at all times. It seems, okay, and that's just that's just you. That's just how people know you. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just trying to like picture because, like, uh, it's funny because you were mentioning before how there's some people who are intimidated because they're like afraid that you're gonna be like, well, I'm gonna try and fuck your husband or fuck your boyfriend or like anyone that you bring here like i'm gonna try to fuck and i wonder what that kind of like does to the dynamic like do you feel like it's harder to make friends because you're so out and open about it somewhat yeah um most people that get to know me at all know that i do have some 
standards or limitations to how far I'll go if I really consider you a friend. So it's not too much of an issue with my real friends. Gotcha. But then again, I've also fucked most of my friends. So. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So do and their husbands or wives like it's yeah it's usually a threesome or whatever i was gonna say you you did mention that some people give you permission yeah so you find yourself in that position a lot where it's like all right we're doing this like it's we're gonna have a threesome and spice things up and then they just call you up on the phone and you you show up yeah or they'll come over or whatever but like i lost my virginity virginity in a threesome so i'm pretty used to them (laughs) That is an electric start. Yeah. Wow. I just never really had that emotional connection to sex. Like, it's always been a physical thing. Do you do you yearn for that, or you're like, fuck it? I, I really don't, just because of this. At this point in my life, like, nobody really wants to make a hoe a housewife. Like... <laughs> <laughs> and you're, yeah, and you're just owning that position, like... You're just like, someone's got to do it. So I'm just, I'm out here doing it. It is what it is. <laughs> wow. Do you, are there still things you seek? Like when it comes to sex and, and obviously like an addiction for you or something that you're kind of purely viewing as physical, um, like are there still things you want to check off your list or do you feel like you've like experienced it at all at this point? Oh, wow. Um so I haven't got into a lot of the like fetishes and kinks and things like that. Um, and I like, I'm more open to what people are into, but I don't know. I just really haven't gone into like, uh, my kind of checkoff list. I like pretty people. <laughs> so I tend to gravitate towards them. It's a, it's a good goal to have sleep with pretty <laughs> people. <laughs> and, um, is there, you know, th- this could be interesting for this topic, and, and we always like to give the guests the opportunity uh, before we wrap up. Like, anything y- you personally would want to say to anyone listening who is also experiencing sex addiction or thinks that they might be? So, I feel like as long as it's not detrimental to your lifestyle, as in you're missing family events or, or, or important events with your friends, then as long as you're being safe, which I stress, <laughs> that it's go for it. <laughs> yeah, and, and I guess that's like what's interesting with you is like you, there's nothing you want to change right now, right? You've made that clear. I wish I would have been a little more selective in the past. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you know, it is what it is. <laughs> right so it's like you you still feel despite this addiction that you like you have a balance like do you you still feel like you're in control and it's not detrimental to your life no that was my advice to other people (laughs) i wish i could follow that advice (laughs) no i have i have messed up quite a few things in my life um a few relationships obviously the stds Uh, a few friendships like I have made bad decisions and at the time I didn't care and then of course afterwards I did Mm. wow all right well this has been very interesting 
And I think it's, you know, not a perspective I was like planning to hear about. We were like, yeah, this is what it is. And uh, I don't really care to, you know, kind of fix it or try to get some counseling. You're just kind of riding it out. No pun intended. Just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just kind of going for it, which is, I can't believe you, know, you just said that. I, I mean, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, all right, so I didn't even realize what I said. What did you think? Uh, <laughs> like, I mean, we're talking about sex. That's what I was. Oh, like, but yeah. So I, I, uh, you know, like I said, I wasn't expecting that at all. But I mean, it is a very interesting story. I mean, it's not every day that you hear, you know, this perspective uh, from this, especially from the women's side. I mean, at least in my, you know, experience. Obviously, I know that women can be sex addicts, but you know. Uh, the the of the stories i've heard it's mostly been men so it is i think important to get the story out there from the women's perspective too um yeah yeah. absolutely i mean women like sex just as much as men usually men just have a lower standard for random encounters because that (laughs) there's that stigma with women of like if you slept with a bunch of guys you're no good right Yeah, yeah, Yeah. yeah yeah double standards they're stupid yeah. So do you guys have any questions that you were, you know, thought were taboo or whatever for me? Um, I don't really have any, you know, taboo questions. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, I really don't. I mean, I, you know, I, I feel like there, there was going to be like coming into this, but I mean, just the way that you're talking and very open about everything. I just, I feel like all my answers were kind of, all my questions were answered. So I appreciate the open, the openness and honesty. Yeah, no, totally. I think, uh, I think I kind of, kind of asked mine before in terms of like, do guys like almost freeze up of like, what's, what's the, what's my first move if I've never been with someone in a wheelchair? But, um, we got that answer, which was (laughs) just, just suck on the dick. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I got nothing else, but that's, that's cool that you're open to, um, you know, to, to answering that, you know, obviously knowing again, like, like we said before, just the misconceptions around anyone who's handicapped and especially when you throw sex into the mix. But like Joe said, based on your answers and your enjoyment of sex, like it, I, I think, I think we got the gist of it, <laughs> but yeah, yeah we, no, we, we appreciate it. All right. All right. Thank you so much for coming on. At this point, if you guys aren't using Honey while you online shop, you are literally throwing money down the toilet, not trying to be mean, just being honest. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best ones that it finds right to your cart and they support over 30,000 online stores from tech to clothing to food delivery. Uh, At this point, I use Honey for so many items, but most recently, I actually needed a new pair of headphones for the show, and at checkout, Honey automatically saved me about $22 uh, with a coupon that it found. Again, you don't do any work, it just appears in your cart. So you can get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash OPL. Uh, Seriously, you are straight up missing out on free savings if you're not using Honey. That's joinhoney.com slash OPL, completely free. 
start saving. There are hundreds of companies out there claiming to compare auto and home insurance rates, but there's only one who actually does it. Get better insurance with Gabby. And I know because I've done it, Gabby helped me find more affordable and better home insurance. It's free. They only show policies that are the same or better than your current coverage, which is amazing because there's no waste of time. And it's super quick, seamless process because you actually log in using your current insurance information and get shown a bunch of quotes and policies and gabby customers save 961 dollars per year on average uh that's no joke serious savings and they'll never sell your info so no annoying spam or robocalls because we all have enough of those and put your policy to the test like i did get better insurance with gabby it's totally free to check out there's no obligation go to gabby.com opl that's G-A-B-I dot com slash O-P-L. Gabby dot com slash O-P-L. Uh, totally free. No obligation. Worth checking it out. See how much money you can save on home or auto insurance. Well, uh, interesting. Interesting stuff. Just want to... <laughs> I just want to say... I made a comment back there that I didn't realize what I was saying, and uh, that could be insensitive, but I didn't mean it in that way. I what feel I worse. Say? You said, "Well, yeah, because because that's why because that's where it could be insensitive." If I said so, what I, I say? Feel, you you're said, just riding it out. You're just riding it out. I meant like riding, wheelchair. like sex riding. Right, and I'm thinking riding. like it's a double riding. entendre. Yeah, it's a double entendre. But like I I didn't realize that, so that's why when you said it, then I was like, oh god, like I just felt. I just started sweating. Like literally, I have sweat beads down my head. Yeah, uh, but less secure so podcasters would cut that part out. I just but we're leaving it. Yeah, because I didn't like I didn't mean it in that way. Obviously, like I was, it's an expression. Like you're just riding it out. Like fuck it, I'm doing I'm doing this. I also just like you know, if you are going through some sort of addiction. I mean, she has her opinion. She's her own person. She can do whatever the hell she wants with her life, with her body. Obviously, yes, she should do that. Um, but if there is anyone out there who is struggling with addiction, I would I tend to lean towards if you want to get some help, get some help and like yeah. talk to somebody or at least consult with somebody. I mean, you even heard her. She's, she has some regrets about certain things that have happened in her life. And I think we heard it from the last uh, person we interviewed who had the sex addiction who had some regrets. So just something to think about. You know, I, I wouldn't really like be able to sleep if i was just like yeah just fucking do <laughs> go for it like indulge in your no. addiction yeah uh, but I, I wanted to bring that up too and i'm glad because there's like you realize when you have a conversation like that like we're giggly and like we're having fun but there's such you know there's something so refreshing and there's sort of like a freedom when you have these kind of conversations when someone is being so open and honest and it just like it, it makes you smile because it's like we are talking about taboo things that you're just not supposed to talk about that or that people don't talk about in everyday life. So like, yes, it definitely comes across like it's it's easygoing and it's funny in a sense. But again, this is an addiction, like you said, and it's like, yeah. you know, nothing in this episode is condoning any of those actions. Those are her actions. Um, but you know it's it's just that real honest look of like you know i mean she had some decent advice but then she even admitted 
you know, she has a hard time following her own yeah, advice, like a lot of that. us. So, you know, to get that glimpse of, you know, that's where she's at and uh, maybe would she do some things differently? Yeah, but again, it's not that we're condoning it, but really, again, like interesting perspective from her and just, you know, an yet another guest that is just uh, so open, like shamelessly open and honest yeah. about everything, sex, STDs, like it doesn't matter. She was ready to take on any taboo questions. So Yeah, she's, she's, and I don't know that I even had any. I was just kind of caught off guard by the openness to be like yeah you know i had a hep b i was like damn dude yeah yeah i mean and, and that's the biggest thing i don't even really know what that is to be honest with you uh, it's not good that's all i, I know that i, I don't know. know the letters i like, don't I either know, the There's distinction but yeah you know i don't know um, but it's yeah it's a lot but you know obviously it's 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 such a it's it's such an interesting addiction like when you when you look at addictions because you know i think we said this on the last episode we did a long time ago uh where it's you know you're not i think you said like you you're not it's not like we all go out and like hit a little meth like every day but like some of us take it too far like mm -hmm. most of us uh, at some point we'll have sex like it's it's an act that we do it's an act that a lot of us will do a lot or all the time and we do crave it but then to cross over that kind into of threshold addiction. into like true addiction where you kind of you totally lose control and you lose balance and it, it could affect things like your job your life your friendships um it's interesting because like it, it still is an action that so many of us have experienced and continue to experience and and yeah just to like like alcohol i guess frame it in a different way is is you know if you are an alcoholic mm. you can recognize that and be like yeah i need to get better and just like quit eventually either you like wean yourself off or you go cold turkey and you just don't have a drink like people are sober for 10 years mm. but when you're addicted to sex sometimes it's part of a, a relationship on an emotional level if you want to have kids you have to have sex that's how that works uh and it's like you almost have to slightly indulge yeah in in this you know what i mean it would be like having a water addiction like you need water like you obviously you can't overdo it i think you die but like you can't overdo it but it's like you need water so you need to you need to be have it in moderation which is a very hard thing to do especially for people who are, have an addictive personality or are addicted to a certain substance or whatever act and yeah i mean it's, it's like a, technology it's almost one. you know like behavioral addiction which is new but it's like you know you you can literally be addicted to like checking your email but like if you want a productive career odds are you're gonna have to check your email at some point so like right you're saying, exactly like you kind of still have to dabble in that thing that you are or were addicted to but um yeah uh, really interesting i mean uh, one one of the most open guests <laughs> for sure yes uh yeah for certain uh for anyone out there that wants to uh come on the show don't hesitate to reach out to us. Go to OPLshow.com, fill out the contact form, send us an email, and if it works, then we'll schedule something out. Yeah, follow us on Instagram at OPL Podcast. Uh, like Joe said in the beginning, become a patron at patreon.com slash OPL Show. You get weekly bonus episodes behind the scenes, and we also do interviews like this one that will never appear on this main channel that you can get as uh, bonus episodes on the patreon so check that out and uh, leave a rating and review on itunes if that's your thing yep that is all see you guys next time